So do you remember what I said the last time we tried to record about a cold open? No. A cold open is a thing that happens on a lot of podcasts where they just start the conversation and then like that's your lead in. Mm, kind of. I was thinking maybe we'd try it. What do we talk about? Well, what if this was the cold open right now? Sounds pretty boring. Welcome to Kitchen Table Netrunner. I'm Tristan. I'm Nicole. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yes. There are a couple of reasons. Number one, we tried to make another episode. Didn't turn out quite right. No. Second, we were waiting on a couple of things, both our store championship, which happened last weekend, and the release of the downfall cards, which happened on Monday for us. Right. At recording time. So it would have been weird you have content from before the set came out, but release it after the set came out. So we just decided to wait. Yeah. Plus you sprinkled in a work trip. I Well, I don't schedule these things. That was like a couple of days. I'm not too worried about that. Oh. I mean, in terms of the delay in recording, not in terms of my presence or absence in the family. Okay. To it be seemed clear. like a lot more time for me who is here with all the kids. Okay. So a few things. If you have listened to us in the past... You may have noticed that we have a new logo. I worked really hard on it. I made it in Inkscape. It replaces the logo that... So we had a logo that was me drawing with a Sharpie on a piece of paper and then... Yes. And scanning it. So that looked a little unprofessional. So we decided to class it up with a little white on black. And that did go through a couple of revisions. Yeah, because people thought it looked like kink. Which I don't see... But it's fine. It's better now. Yeah. The feet on the table made the T look too much like an I. And anyway, we have a new logo and it it did go through a couple iterations. Yes. We had some help from the people on Slack. Yes. If you're on Slack, the Artist Colony channel, bunch of great people. Very helpful. I was trying to do it in a Photoshop-like environment. And they were like, no, you're doing it completely wrong. You want to do it in something that treats lines as first-class citizens. That's probably boring. Yes. Point is, you found the program through the Slack people. Yes. And you made it better. And it doesn't look like kink anymore, except for that's what the Slack kink emoji now is. Yes. So if you're on Slack and you do colon, K-I-N-K, colon... To pull up that emoji. Not that I'm sure why you'd want to, but the point is, it is the logo for our show. Continue. Will do. Secondly, we got a new microphone. That's that's a turntable. Yeah, but it's like sound system stuff. Sure. As a reference point, here is what we sounded like 
before this on our laptop microphone. All right, welcome to episode two of Kitchen Table Netrunner. I'm Tristan. I'm Nicole. And if you go even further back, here is what episode one sounded like, recorded on our cell phone in a single take. All right, welcome to Kitchen Table Netrunner. I'm Tristan. I'm Nicole. We've evolved. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the underlying theme of the podcast is slowly getting better at things like Netrunner. Well, things still to aspire to. Okay. Second, I wanted to tell you something. You don't know this yet. That didn't go well last time. I think it was a couple of times. I think there may have been a couple more surprises in between that. We have over a thousand downloads. Hey! That's exciting. It is. It's a threshold that we've crossed. We've got a global audience. So I just wanted to let you know first, a little breakdown. I think this is the right way to do it. Hey, when I was with the store champ, I was chatting with Bailey and I mentioned that we did a podcast. And then I said, oh, it's a kitchen table never. And he's like, that's you guys. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. All right. So we have a... And this is as far as the devices that have given a geolocation, but largely a U.S. first, although there's a fair following in the U.K., Germany, and Australia. Mm-hmm. And then as as far as the U.S. is concerned, California. Head, yeah, California, head and shoulders. And then Minnesota, home of Fantasy Flight Games. So maybe they're even... Checking up on us at the headquarters. (laughs) And then, you know, your Massachusetts, New York, and Washington State. So all you friends from Boston, like Dan, from San Diego, like Patrick, and Washington, like Raj, um, maybe you're listening and that's cool. Otherwise, maybe you know them and you should play Netrunner with them. That sounds cool. We're grateful for all of our listeners. Okay, second piece of news that you don't know about our podcast. We got a five-star iTunes review. Hey! This is by, I assume, H. Bogey. Okay. Yeah. Here's what H. Bogey said. Look forward to your podcasts. I really enjoy them on my drives to work. I'm new to Netrunner. I'd like to see an episode or two devoted to people just entering the game. Gentucky looks to be pretty intimidating for a new player, and since I'm a, since I'm in a rural area, I don't really have others I can learn from slash with in a face-to-face setting. Hey, that's great. Yeah. Because we want to do a new introductory podcast, and that gives us a little bit more direction. Maybe we'll fail less. Yep. That was our attempted episode, the lost episode was a beginner episode that did not, just did not go well. It was terrible. Yeah. So let's talk about store champs. Great. And the reason is that our store champs will not probably help you at all because the meta changed at the beginning of this week. Yeah. But we had the, you know, the last store champs before 
Nisei cards dropped. And let's talk about it. I came in dead last. You Well, at least you won one game. I did. <laughs> so I'll say as another, like a, as an overall observation, there were a lot of corp splits. And what I hear about the game at the top echelons of competitive play is that the runner is heavily favored and there's no corp win cons. But at least in the Portland meta, I'm not seeing that. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So the most important thing. Is it that you got your first play meta? No, no, just don't spoil it. Okay, oh, I guess gosh. it's too late for that now. So no. I got fourth place, which does mean I got a play mat. That's exciting. But most important from the perspective of the tournament was that we had eight people. Yes. We both had to play in order to get to the eight. What a sacrifice. Well, I meant, you know, ideally, never mind. Fine. It was fun. Yes. And so because we had eight, we were able to have, you know, a fully qualifying store champs and we're able to give away a regional buy. So congratulations to Bailey. Yes, he did great. Yeah, I drove a little ways. The winning decks were Personal Evolution and Max. Second place was a pair of very degenerate decks from V. It was a door-to-door, making news, Ariabata, all the bad things. You didn't have to play them, right? No. So when I played them, there was a moment where I pondered just letting him kill me by not drawing up to deal with the one meat damage every turn and just being like, let's just let this game end. We love you, V even though you bring such terrible decks. The runner's you side... You say he's terrible. I mean terrible like Genghis Khan, right? <laughs> like he was very successful, but it was by it was piling the skulls of his enemies and leaving one alive to go tell the next village. <laughs> yeah, his runner deck was a GPI net tap Amakua Exposey Ian. So he'd keep an agenda on Film Critic to get... Two credits for me in every turn and then expose all your ice over and over and de-res it with Rubicon switch. And whew, but congratulations. So we had exactly eight. So that means that I could win all my corp games and none of my runner games. And it would be barely enough to squeak into fourth place and get a map. It's pretty good. It worked out for me. There weren't a lot of uh, themes in terms of things people were playing. No HB. No HB. Not surprising from what I've heard. It's just it, HB's in a t- tough place. So what I thought was crazy, right? We had exactly eight people, but two people stopped by to tell us that they were having breakfast nearby and wished us well, but could not play. Yeah, that was a bummer. Yeah. Things have gotten a little differently. You might have had 10 or 11. So, do you want to talk about your decks that you brought? Uh-huh. Clearly, they're not advised for high-level competitive play. Yeah, that was all kind of weird. <laughs> Although, the game that I played against Bailey, where I was Leela and he was PE, I got a little overzealous. Because I hit a snare with a legwork, so I stole an agenda, so I got... The net damage 
from the stair. And then I also got the PE net damage. Yeah, a little poke. Which was too much. And it flatlined me first turn. But I did play him again after that just for fun because we were dead really early. And I did win that game. So I'm not completely terrible. So your Leela was based around just what? Running and aggression? Yeah. Okay. I don't think about these things like you do. Like you're like, okay, I'm going to build this deck. And it's like, this is its job. And this is what it's going to do. And I'm like, I'm going to build this deck. This is my ID. And so how can that support me in doing what I need to do? And what cards do I like? What might be useful for that? That sounds exactly the same. I don't know. <laughs> so I was running a lot with Leela. Okay. And Corpside? As Blue Sun. And... Oh. Just normal Blue Sun shenanigans. Oversight AI for Big Ice. Yeah. Elizabeth Mills to clear up your bad publicity from Hostile Takeover. Maryland campaigns coming back in. Yep. Just kind of basic. Keep... Lots of money and keep trying to keep people out of my servers. This was more a lockout. There wasn't a kill plan. No. Okay. Not that that worked very well because I lost all my games. Except for the last one. That was the blue sun that I won. Very good. All right. And my decks, I brought on the runner side Kit, on Angolo, and Cyberdelia. And the idea was you just have a couple of N'Golos out, and that's your breaker suite. And then you can get through. If you had all three N'Golos, that would be four ice without thinking about the subroutines, adding in Kit's ability. And if you, when you play a Tinkering, that gets you through five, potentially. But I didn't get enough money, didn't get my stuff set up fast enough, and I lost every game. So I would recommend that you not play that deck either. That one is posted. Because you have to post both decks to claim a spot on Always Be Running. But it warns you not to play it. My Corp deck, though, won four games. And, you know, including against the number two and number three finisher. And it was just building a better world. It's a little deck concept that I've been working on since, really since mid-Katara, I would say. And the idea is it builds a remote with as many possible... Overseer Matrix, Force Connection, and Prysec, which is the new edition. And so you put at least one data ribbon on front of that. And then you have a remote with five cards in it. And the runner is like, what are you doing over there? And if they go in there, then they leave with hopefully seven tags. And then you just high profile target them to kill them. If you can square out an atlas with a couple of tokens, then it's super easy. That's how I beat V was I early enough. He just didn't have the the breaker out. And so I was able to score an Atlas with two tokens. And that wasn't enough. I used those. I almost killed him. The point is made a huge difference. So that deck is fun. You might try it, especially since Nisei took a lot of the link cards out. The one time I totally lost with that deck just like really hard was I was playing against either Sunny or a High Link 419. I think it was 419 and just totally dismantled the server by like going in and I couldn't afford the traces and you had these power taps. And so these traces wouldn't, I'd have to like pay three or four to match and it was so bad. And then you just take one little piece off at a time 
and then clear the tag and then it went poorly. So that's that's the big weakness. Otherwise it works well. It's fun. It's not something other people are playing. Yeah. Well now with the news cycle, there's a card that is good for tag. Flip switch? No. I mean that's nice, but it's four credits. Maybe it's not the new things. I don't know. The one that's oh, yeah. credits. So, so in Lunar, there's paper tripping. Oh, it's, yeah. Four credits, you just pop them all off. So you, I mean, you have to make it and to survive the, the turn. turn. Yeah. But. Yes. There are several different approaches for tags that are kind of all over the map, right? So there's networking, which makes it so that it's repeatable for a credit cheaper. There's paper tripping. So if you got four credits and you make it through the corpse turn, then you're good to go. There's misdirection if you've got extra memory. Shaper program that lets you take two clicks and as many credits as there are tags, remove them all. So there's lots of options depending on your style. Yeah. Okay. Probably the most exciting part about the store champs was the prize support. So we had the standard Nisei kit. But that's not all. That's not all that was offered as prizes at this event. Do you want to talk about what else we were able to bring? I made seven mugs, one for each of the regular factions. And then the winners got to pick one. So there were eight people, seven mugs. So the fact that I got dead last meant that I didn't get one, which is fine, because I'd rather give them away to people anyway. I wish there had been another person so that I didn't win a mug because that would have been nice also to give it. Also, let me just say, number three, Aaron, did well with a Gagarin deck, got third place. And so he took the Wayland mug, which means that I took the, quote, top shaper mug, even though I won zero shaper games. Slightly embarrassing. And then you were able to, we just gave the HB mug, which was unclaimed, to bot number seven. It's pretty great. It was pretty great. So, I mean... Mugs have so, been posted on the Artist Colony Slack page. Yeah. I mean, you're like, oh, I posted them. But, like, there were people drooling over them and wishing that they could have them because they were so amazing. Your pottery skills are pretty great. I'm trying. I'd really like... They were the old Fantasy Flight logos. The so. faction symbols. Faction yep. symbols. Yeah, so hopefully Nisei will get theirs out soon, and I can make updated ones. And I like to give them out for stuff, so I know yeah. people have talked about buying them. I don't know if I want to get into that much production, but... We will post links to pictures of the mugs in the show notes, because they're so great. They also got posted on Netrunner Dorks on Facebook, and... My Instagram page. And on your Instagram and all told, maybe like a hundred people said that they were amazing. It's pretty great. Trying to do that humble smile thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everything we just said about what's good during Store Champs season means nothing to you. Because new cards just drop. The Indeed. Yeah. The beanstalk is breaking. It's out of service. You might say that it could be New Angeles' downfall. Cool. Yeah. So, we've got a set. It's equivalent to about three packs. 65 cards. 65 cards. So, it's a lot to learn, a lot to process. So, here's what I want to talk about. What I really want to talk about is if you do see anything that, that like, cards you want to specifically talk about, 
that's great. Otherwise, I'd love to talk about deck archetype ideas. Like, oh, I want to build a deck like this. Or I've been working on a deck that does this with the new cards. See, that's your thing. Well, I, I can like talk about the cards that I've seen. You've or played seen all with. the cards. Okay, I've seen all of them. But like that we've played, many make more sense to me. See, that's what I was talking about with like the deck building. Is you want to talk about these archetypes and build all these different decks. And I want to build a deck and hone it. And then deeply understand it. Okay. So, do you want to talk about runner cards first? Sure. Okay, I don't really know much about the Anarch cards. Here's the thing. The Anarch cards, especially the Nihilist, and to some extent, Fencer Fuono, really make me want to believe in freedom again. I want a virus-based freedom to work, and it's always been too slow to get the virus counters. And I'm hoping that it's like a very breaky freedom might emerge i tried to build one the other day and i realized i was like first i don't have 11 memory second it's gonna take me 20 turns to get all this out so i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm still working on it i still want to believe keep the dream alive yep stargate for example two memory and it lets you run r&d and trash a card one of three but that two memory is just crushing yeah okay all right criminal cards yeah so for criminal I've seen that blueberry diesel a few yeah. times. I like it. I don't know what I'd say. It's like better or worse than diesel, but playing a criminal deck and not having the influence taken up by it is really great. I mean, it seems worse, right? Because instead of drawing three cards, you either draw you draw the first or the second, and you know it's either you draw the first or the second, or the first and the third, or the second and the third, right. basically. So, but there might be things that you don't need, so being able to bottom them is not bad. But it it's a good card for pulling more into your deck and not using influence in a criminal deck. So we got a new ID as... Uh-huh. What do you think? I wasn't very excited or impressed. Yeah, I mean, if you want to have a very heavy connection suite, it might make sense. I built an as deck. Basically, I threw all the criminal cards from downfall into a deck and i was like oh this will probably be good it'll be fun and i didn't have enough hardware there's not enough cheap hardware hmm. so i think that if you're using some like spy cams or other hardware from other sets that's cheaper then it might make sense yeah i just went with leela okay flip switch i played that one yes that's so flexible yeah i mean you can just install one of those and run right you don't even need Again, in your Leela deck that doesn't run breakers, as far as I know. I'm not sure that I've ever seen you install a breaker. I did. I <laughs> I installed Boo Galter. Yeah. So Boo Galter is a killer. Yeah. And just kind of works. Right. I mean, it's kind of expensive because it's only at one strength. But then you get two credits after you use it. Yeah. So if you were breaking a three strength sentry, it would cost you as much as Mimic. Yeah. Which is very cheap, but deeply limited by its inability to get stronger. So that's pretty that's good. That's true. Yeah. I mean, and then the other killers that I've used in the past is Femme, which is expensive. So if you look theory, at... Fairy, which is like a one-off. Sure. So if you look at Puffer, which nobody uses, but it has the same numbers as Femme. It just doesn't have the extra ability. Hmm. It has a weird extra ability. 
that breaks your rig. It's pretty bad. Yeah, so the point is that two credits to boost one strength is really tough. All right. Let's see. Aquan, class act. Anything you want to say I about I did use the class act. I like that one. It's another good way to like go through your cards. Right. Or find your stuff to set up your rig or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or mostly to get money from me on my Leela deck. You're saying you use it to get to your econ faster. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got some neutrals? I put direct access in my deck, but I haven't used it. You really need to be playing against an ID with a powerful ability, right? Like if you were playing against NT, you'd be like, this is fantastic. Surprise. Right. That was the one I was thinking about. Well, here's the other thing about it. Because I we talked last episode about how I feel like crowdfunding is something you should have zero or three of in your deck. Mm-hmm. But direct access, if you have, if you just have one, that's great. Because especially if you're cycling through your deck, like you were talking about the class mm-hmm. act, you're going to find it. And then it goes right back in. Yeah. All right. We got shapers. We got a new runner. We got lat. Seemed very compelling. So alternate perspective. It's a 4515 runner with a link. That's true. And an ability that sometimes gets you an extra card. That's pretty good. No, I'm not saying he's bad. He's just not he's exciting, just, is what you're saying. He's not Leela. Oh my gosh. Leela's <laughs> game warping. Changes the way you play. The one thing I could see as a corp, if I was playing against Lat, is be is is ending a turn with like two cards and being like, oh yeah, feel free to go to two cards and see what happens because <laughs> well, I've got some kind of a kill plan. As a corp, yeah, right. As a corp against, well, in comparison to the way that playing against Leela completely changes your strategy. Mm-hmm. All right, Kusyuk, I tried to make work and it did not work because I could just never keep enough stuff. I didn't build around it you know, with like a specific one cost or two cost suite of stuff. And I think that's what it's going to take. I do want to try the artist sometime. Yeah. That looks like a nice card. Someone who has a special spot in your heart for Magnum Opus. Yeah. Gauss seems like a cool card, especially if you're doing all kinds of stuff to pick it back up and put it down again. Maybe. Right? Because then it's four strength. I mean, I hear you, but then what are you going to do to pick it up and put it back down? Well, for one, rejig, you could test run it out every time you need it or compile it. There's three cards right there. There's scavenge. There's reclaim. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be shapers. Yeah. Palongi, I like because he's this little beetle is a virus, which is good for my freedom deck that I want to be good. And also is useful for making Yusuf work. Because Yusuf is a great way to get into a server. Great way to break ice without paying money. And so Palangi is a great way to do that. And then if you can like build an engine where you're trashing stuff. And then you're using knob Kiri viruses to recharge. Or using your Friday chip viruses to recharge. That's that's good. I really want freedom to be good. Okay. I was thinking about trying out my kit deck basically. But switching out. To the new runner, but then I decided it might be a lateral move. That was a uh, that was a sneak dad joke. What do you think about that? <laughs> I I have to give credit for that one to the bite master on Slack. <laughs> so corpse side, HB. We have a new ID, Mirror Morph. 
it's wild, right? Because you have to find three different things to do on your turn, and then a fourth different thing, unless you just, unless you just want to take your credit. So it's complex. It's complex. You have to really think about your turns and build your deck around like things that you can do that are different. However, it also gives you in the set cards that you can click to do things. Right. So you've got Calvin Bailey and there's Nano Etching Matrix. Oh yeah. And those are both solid cards by themselves because right. zero to res and something good happens if they get trashed. Unlike say Rashida, where you would never just put her out if you're worried that the runner is going to check. Plus there are three costs to trash, so it might not be a big priority if you're low on funds. Yep. But I'm just saying you don't even need to invest any clicks into them if you don't want to. You can just be like, oh, I'm just putting this down and I will start using it if you don't come and get it. And they come and get it and you're like, oh, no big deal. Right. The other thing that works really well with Mirror Morph is the new red level clearance. It lets you do all kinds of weird stuff. And it's so this would count as playing an operation for, for whichever click, but it lets you play an operation that installs a card or draws a card. So it would to allow you all that on one click. Yeah, it's then that counts. That's, it counts as playing an operation for a click. Oh, so it only counts one thing. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. What counts as the same action versus different actions is seems very confusing. And it was very confusing to me for a while because there's this card, Jeeves Model Bioroid. It's an asset. And it says if you spend three clicks, the first time you spend three clicks in a turn doing the same action, you gain a click. And so there is all kinds of crazy questions about what counts as the same action versus different. And people would like, they'd be like, oh, installing and advancing twice doesn't count, but installing a card and then using this card to advance it and then advancing it does count. And so it was very confusing to me. And what worked, the way that I think about it, is you have to decide how are you spending your click. And your choices are there's little things you can spend your clicks on, on your basic action card. And each one of those is one choice. So if you play two totally different oper- operations, then you're you're spending your click doing the same thing because you're using that row of the basic action card. Cool. Whereas if you had two nano etching matrices out and you clicked one and then clicked the other, those are different actions because they're coming from different cards or they're abilities that are from a different spot. And that made sense to me. That said, I have not built a Mirror Morph deck because it scares me. But partly because there are these mid-level assets that aren't game-winning but are also really nice to have, it made me want to build an Asa deck because you get that free install. And so you can install an asset, install ice on top of it, and start using it, which is fine, but is really satisfying with fully operational. So it's one credit, and you can either get two credits or draw two cards. So that's pretty bad, because I can already... Click for a credit, click for a card. Right. But it lets you do it again for each server, each remote, with a card in it and a piece of ice protecting it. And so... Let me tell you, firing that off four times for one credit feels pretty great. Yeah. Being able to go from one to eight credits when you're low on money and need to res ice is pretty great. So that's a fun archetype. Right. It's also nice if you want to go through your cards and try to find stuff like ice or whatever. Sure. If you really need to replenish. The 
challenges on the corpse side, you're liable to get flooded. Yeah. You need to be really thoughtful so, about that. So, question about that card. Yes. So, let's say you play it. Yes. And you gain two credits. But then you have another remote. Do you have to gain two credits? Or can no, you no, no. remake the choice each time? So, it says gain two credits or draw two cards. Repeat this process for each time. Okay. So, yep. It just, most of the times we've played, I need all the money. <laughs> Well, that's fine. Yeah. I was just was curious. All right. The other thing is this uh, this cold site server. The question is, is there any way to abuse this? I don't know. Right. So you can place power counters on it by clicking, and then the runner has to spend an extra click and extra credit for each power counter. But at the beginning of your turn, they all get removed. So one place this might be really cool is in Replicating Perfection. Just put it on your remote. Okay. And then do you spend one click every turn or you're like two clicks every turn, right? And so you're like, okay, I'm going to, since it's an upgrade, you're like, first turn, I'm going to install an agenda and then double advance, double click this. And then they would have to spend the run on a central plus the run costing them two extra credit, two extra credits and two extra clicks, right? So that's their whole turn. And then if you've got like a border control, then you can just stop them. And then you could be like, now I'm going to advance it out. Or now I'm going to put, if they don't get in, then they're like, I'm going to put one advancement on it and two more power counters on cold side server. And you just like make it so they have to use their whole turn to try and get in and you try and stop them. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's good. Hard to tell. Hyobu Institute. So this is the one that rewards you for revealing cards. Right. You can reveal either side's cards. So by itself seems weird especially because revealing your own cards is probably a bad idea right like you've got public health portal and you reveal the top card when your turn begins meaning you let them know exactly what you draw yeah so you need to be able to work around that any thoughts about jinteki i don't know i mean the thing with jinteki is is about tricks right so maybe you reveal a card from your stack i don't know (laughs) yeah you're like but what if you no Nope. It's like those high-level mind games where you're hand. like, okay, that's not right. I'm going to draw up from Rashida, and then I'm going to play a Celebrity Gift, and then I'll show just the cards I want to show, and then I'll install, and will they know which one of those is it? It's just like, it's a lot of a lot of steps. You run into like a snare or something, it might be fun, but I don't know how that works. What? Well, if, it's... if you just reveal it, they don't access it. No, but then you're like, next turn you pull it in your hand... And they know there's something spiky in there. Are they going to sure. run a legwork or are they going to stay back? Just for the record, whenever I'm playing a Jinteki deck, I just want you to assume that I have at least one snare in my hand. Yeah. Anyway, so I haven't done anything with the Jinteki cards. There's complete image, which if you guess every single card in their hand in the right order, you can kill them. That's not my kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, there was some real concern when people first saw this that it was going to be broken. like kid came up with it. You know, the kids are always asking me to guess random things. So maybe that's what this is like. Guess what I'm thinking? Yeah. The cool thing about the public health portal is that they do stack. So you can reveal what you're drawing and you gain two credits for each one of them. So I thought that might be neat in industrial genomics, maybe, where if you can pump the trash cost up to five, maybe you know? It's brutal because it's three to res, so it takes a while to 
work its way back up to earn its keep. Hmm. Sting is a great looking agenda for PE decks. You might even try to feed it to the runner under the right circumstances. Because if you've scored one and your PE, then you feed it to the runner and they eat one for the one you scored, the plus one, plus one for PE. So that's three net damage. Hmm. Seems good. Okay, keep going. All right, fine. Well, I did do an NBN deck. All right, so the new NBN ID is going to be an uprising. So we haven't seen it yet. Game net, presumably. So this is all about video games. Okay. So you're really a big fan of the of the I video know. games? No. Okay. Any cards you want to point out? I tried to try a lot of them so that I could test them out. So I have a lot of one-ofs in my deck right now. I've tried this remastered edition, but I haven't scored it out. So. Yeah. But it looks like it could be good. You could score I enjoyed it. stealing it. You could score the next one in one turn. Just put it down. And then the next turn you go advance, advance, advance. So you can never advance the next one. Yeah. And then take the counter off. Well, so there was an old card called Astroscript Pilot Program. And it broke the game, basically. Why are you telling me this? Well, here's the reason. Oh, it's like the same thing. Yeah, so this had to go because it was a Mm 3-2. And so if you scored the first one, then you could score the second one from hand and the third one from hand. Right. And then you had six points. And then they eventually said, oh, wow, this is too powerful. Limit one per deck. Okay. But this is an attempt to bring it back. And you can see that it's it's very evocative, right? It's got the moon with the NBN on it. And it's got the, the boy and the girl in there doing a thing. That's cute. Yeah, I thought it was. Daily Quest. You can just install it in a naked remote. And then the as far as the runner is concerned, Magnum Opus is back. They can just run it for two credits anytime they want. Yeah, I don't know about that one. You could use it. You could use it in a reasonable way to fill up a scoring server in the same way that like Sundu does. So you just put it in your scoring server until you see the next agenda. Yeah, I have tiered subscription, but I haven't used it yet. Okay. I know I installed. Congratulations! I like it. Seems fun. Simple. It's like a bigger pop-up window. Yeah. So increased drop rates makes me want to build a good reputation outfit deck where you're constantly getting bad publicity, but then you are removing it. So that's exciting. Yeah. Because the other side of it, you have to be ready for everything, right? Like they have to access it and you either have a bad publicity that you'd like to be removed or you can exploit them having tags. Yeah. And then game over is pretty brutal, right? If you've got someone who's really focused on either fancy programs or connections or anything this can be this can be a pretty powerful effect yeah okay wayland i feel like roughneck repair squad is another good entry in the good reputation outfit deck you just get the biggest nastiest ice you can you just put this in there and you just take a turn getting money take a turn yeah i can see that being a good card that sds drone deployment making it so that if it's scored or stolen a program gets trashed okay so trebuchet is a is a great card that would fit in that deck in that deck because first of all when you res it you take a bad publicity and it's a six strength sentry very tough to break and then if they don't break it and this trace fires which will probably happen then you use the money that you gained and you take bad publicity and you make it so they can't trash your roughneck repair squad by the time they get to the bottom of the server and you're good 
So here's one for you. Reduce service. I'm going to give you a minute to look at it. Okay. Now, get ready for this. Blue Sun. Because you'd pull it back and redo it? Yeah. Hmm. And you've got all kinds of money. So you're just like, oh, guess I'll have to pick it up and put it back down. And now it's going to cost you eight credits to steal this agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like they're good cards. It'd be interesting to look at my Blue Sun deck and like upgrade it with the new cards. Yeah. But I started from scratch with all of my other ones, so. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, neutral cards. The CSR campaign. I like that one. It's okay, right? It's a 2-2, so you have to defend it somehow, or unless you don't care. So it might make sense in Spark, just because it's an advertisement. Vulnerability Audit is a 4-3. Very powerful. But you can't score it if you installed it. In the same turn. Right. So. Which is fine. Because, like, say you're playing NBN, you can put it down. If you have, what's it called? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it works really well with Remastered Edition, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's five points. Yeah. You're almost done. What I was thinking was, you know, it works with calibration testing. Yeah. Biotic labor. You just have to be willing to put it on the board. Right. And then rhyme. I thought about making a a dad joke about rhyme, but it didn't, didn't happen. That's good. Yeah, might be better. So it's just a little bit of extra ice, right? That's what rhyme is. Just like the little frost on things oh. and so it just makes all your little ice all your ice a little stronger that's nice you mean thematically or it's meant as a card yeah the big thing about it is it's a zero cost zero strength piece of ice that takes up a spot in your remote right so it makes every other additional piece of ice cost on their credit to install oh whatever it's not a big deal i'm glad you feel that way i look forward to seeing your Rhyme, mad rhymes. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I want to build some more decks or something. Me too. I want to play more net right now. Yes. Find us on Gentechi. I'm LSTM. I'm Cone11. And we promise to try not to just play each other all the time so that we can play against you guys because it's fun. Second, get in touch. One of my favorite ways for you to be in touch is by leaving five-star iTunes reviews. I always get those. Actually, had to go look it up. I, I was trying to find it, like our podcast. Oh. But anyway. Or. Emailing us. Email is a thing. Kitchentablenetrunner at gmail.com. We love emails. You can find us on. Slack. Find us on Slack. Yeah. Again, LSTM and Cone 11. And just say, hey, love to hear your thoughts about the podcast, about the cool new microphone and logo, or. There's something you want to hear. Yeah. Or like. Like we said, we're trying to put together a beginner's podcast or two. So if you have any more direction so that Tristan doesn't just read the meta the whole time, that would be helpful. What do you mean read them? That's what you practically did in the fail. You're just like, let me tell you the story of Netrunner. So we start a new podcast. It's like Netrunner meta read in a soothing tone. It's not the meta. You're, you're talking about the universe, the Android universe. Ugh. Same difference. No, it's like the exact opposite. No, it's... The meta is the state of the game. Oh. Yeah, you just want to read all the stories. And... I do like the stories. Which is fine. People like that. But some people don't. And that's not really integral to starting playing Netrunner. No. No. So my point is, do you have any thoughts about a new player podcast that our Apple podcast friend was talking about? That'd be useful. 
yeah, we've got some ideas already, but we'd love to hear from you about what you'd like to see in a beginner podcast episode. So thank you so much for listening. Appreciate your time. And as always, play Play Netrunner. Netrunner. (laughs) Can't wait to hear DJ career takes off. Yeah. As far as Canada goes, which is the last thing, a lot of the territories represented, but no one from Manitoba or Saskatchewan. So... There's Manitoba right there. Wait, what's this one then? Oh. I don't know. Hold on. None I from... barely know United States geography. Sorry. None from... No, none from Saskatchewan or Alberta. Okay. So, thanks a lot, Winnipeg. Or are they in Manitoba? Do we know anything about Canadian geography? No. That's what I keep trying to say. Also, apparently, there's all these territories up north of the ones that most people live Man, in. You I just got to cut this part. I think I might.